Okay, good morning. So we're going to actually pick up on the topic we discussed uh, last week, which is Hachnasas Orachem, hosting guests. Last week we started about um, not only how great the mitzvah is, but some of the details of being a good host, including being cheery, thinking about your guest, not necessarily what you want, um, and things of that sort. So it says the Peleyites, and actually I mentioned this uh, last week, that you know, besides being an amazing mitzvah, which Avraham exemplified of Hachnasus Orchem, one of the ways to be a good host is experiencing being a guest. Um, somebody who is uh, a, a doctor, I once read, he read a whole piece they never appreciated what it meant to have bedside manners until he was a patient. <laughs> you know? So when you're a patient, you appreciate what it means to be a good doctor. So if you're a guest, you get a taste of what it means to be a good host. Um, and one of the things, next thing we just said, even if you're upset, you just got a bad bill, you got some poor news, you have things that didn't go exactly, you're not feeling so great that day, um, your investment tanked, whatever it may be. Machmas is a sibo. It could be a legitimate reason. Half the times people get upset and angry. It's 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 not no, actually more than half. It's not legitimate. You know, the little they have these little voices in their head. They have these conversations. You know that just anger them. They, they they're cut, that that you know it's not we're talking about anger today or or, or nervousness, but sometimes. It's it, most of the time, actually. It's, it's very often um, exaggerated and ill-placed Ill, Ill uh, anger, anxiety. I, I can tell you, as a rabbi who, who lives vicariously and has many people in his office, they come in, oh, angry, upset, and it's like usually nothing. Sometimes false, and sometimes it's something. But what happens is they have like this broken record that plays on their head that, that just like. Magnif- magnifies the issue so great when it really is not such a big deal, and it becomes so. So what happens is, is whatever it may be, legitimate or, or, or illegitimate, uh, if you're having guests, <laughs> people in your house, it's not fair and it's not right to to sit there moping or upset or anxious or angry. You, you, you have an obligation to the people you're hosting. To be smiley and friendly. Can you imagine being in somebody's house who is all uh, upset and angry and just walking around bitter? It's like a, a, so not pleasant. Like you just want to escape, but now you're stuck. You know, you're there for Shabbos or wherever it may be. Um, and besides everything else, the guest's going to feel it's going to feel it's because of you. Uh, or I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, why me? Um, I remember actually vividly. Actually, I had a friend sleeping over when I was in high school, uh, and um, uh, we were studying for finals. And we were, actually, I should say this. Let me just repeat this. We were playing in every few minutes, studying for finals. <laughs> we were doing a million other things, and every few minutes, you'd open the books again and study for finals. I mean, we were, I was just like, I remember, just, it was early high school, uh, and then I got a knock on my door. Um, that my grandfather had passed away. Now that is was not predictable. Um, but having said this, I heard my friends like, "Oh my goodness!" Like um, he's like, you, you know, and I, 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 like, you know, oh my. So 
but I remember his. I remember he saying like, "Oh my, oh my," you know. And again, that was something which was completely. There are things that we can't control, but it was like, I, you know, I remember him, his feeling was like, "I can't believe I'm here when this is happening." Um, and you know, I'm in, in fairness, it wasn't it wasn't like a shmach feel to be all of a sudden like my my father went to went to an oinen right away, right, and then you know, my preparing to go to New York for the funeral. So uh, that is not a good feeling. I, I you know I, I look back, I was like, wow. Um, but certainly the, the 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 extent that we can control things, it just we have to get our grips on, take get a, get a grip. You know, I I have had things. You know, and like we all do, where I had something really problematic, and then I have to meet someone like five minutes later. You, like you don't want to do that. Like you want a million other things, but the person who made you made an appointment two weeks ago. So, you know, it's not fair. You really, we have the person has to be big enough that if you have guests and they're in your house for Shabbos or for a meal, that you push it aside. You 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 push it aside. That really is obligation. Otherwise, it's not. You 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 really doing is a, a very serious. Uh, I would say you know of a person and hurting them, making them feel uncomfortable. We mentioned last week if you can't afford it, maybe don't do it or downgrade your your or You don't have to serve them ten course meals. Um, if you can't host guests correctly, let's say there's two bar mitzvahs this week. It's double bar mitzvah, so there's a lot of need for hospitality. So let's imagine that you can't. You have you're going through a tough time. It's not a good time for you to hold guests. I would say I'd rather you know you know I know I'm sure people want families to host, but if you're really struggling in your personal issues, or you're upset, or you're not sleeping, and you're going to be grouchy, I would not know whatever. It's not fair to break someone into your house and then you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're miserable or are in eggshells, you know, uh, to, to 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 feel comfortable. It's really not a not a pleasant feeling. Um, so an orch should not feel like you're angry because of you. The Gemara says about Basad of Testament base. If you give charity to the poor, you get. Six blessings. And if you appease him, if you make him, give him a good feeling, you get 11. And Think how great you're doing. If you appreciate how amazing what you're doing is, you'll do it with extra care, extra uh, 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 love, uh, love, and you'll 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 be empowered even to push yourself. Uh, let's put it this way: you 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 that same bad news, okay? Uh, but the same five minutes later, the same aggravating things. You're meeting with Mr. Gates, with Bill Gates, you know, with Bill Gates. So would you push? Your, you want to have a half hour meeting with him? You'd be able to push it out of your mind. Why would you push it out of your mind? First of all, me and Bill Gates, maybe some people are good mood. They start dreaming. You know, if anyone ooh. knows the number, give it to the rabbi. Uh, <laughs> if anyone yeah. knows his please, number, please give it to do. the rabbi. I'd be very happy to meet with him. Uh, he should be happy to meet with any rabbi also, to his benefit. Right? But seriously, if you'd be meeting with a person who you wanted to meet with, you'd be very, why would you do that? You would think you'd start chalaymeh. You know, start dreaming, what could be, what could this. Uh, you'd feel here, realize what you're doing. Like, realize that you have the the uh, the amazing opportunity uh, of of having uh, 
uh, having these guests happens to be, by the way, um, it's same, you know, when you have grandchildren, um, there are really two types of people. I, again, I, I live vicariously. I, I'm not that far away from grandchildren, but I don't have them yet. Uh, uh, but, you know, you hear some, some parents, they, they grant it up, so I have my grandchildren make a mess in my house. And others, I can't live with this anymore. I'm telling you, they're killing me. My living room is a mess. They've con- they've, they've infested, infested, you know, infested my house. Like termites, your grandchildren are termites. You know, like there's two ways people deal with things. And I really, the, the great, you know, there are different personalities. There are different levels of fanciness of, of houses. Like I can tell you, in my house, Kanaina Hara, I have a few kids. Um, most of the time, I have to watch out for flying bricks, not bricks, uh, flying blocks, and watching my step. I don't step on like a little army man or like a toy. That's just how life is, you know. Uh, I know, you know, the cleaning ladies come, or my kids do it, my wife, whatever, it's fine. But half the time, it's like certain rooms of the house is, is war zones of blocks and toys and Lego and who knows what else. Um, yeah. But you, you say the value of children, that's important, you know. So certain people will say, wow, I have my grandchildren. How lucky I am to have my grandchildren in my house. And that really is their focus. And other people, all they see is a mess. So when you, all you focus is, is your mess. I'm not talking about when your grandchildren take a, a marker and color on your white couches. That's, that, <laughs> that's already a special design, save for the few and the brave. And, but, but, you know, how you view it, do you see the mess or you see your grandchildren? And the same thing with guests. You know, do you see how lucky I am to, help, to host people and have that focus or, uh, in, the, in the mitzvah and I'm like Avram Avinu and I'm, I'm doing an amazing thing or do you see I'm inconvenienced right now and I need my space. I need my space. No, you would, I'll tell you the truth. If you had Bill Gates meaning right now, you would not need your space. I'm not telling you that there, there, there is human needs, by the way. I'm, I'm just, all I'm highlighting is, is the more you're, a person's cognizant, the more a person is aware the more a person uh, realizes the value of what they're doing, the better they'll do it, and the, 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 least, the less they'll be bothered when it's the difficulties, and the more they'll be able to get a hold of themselves when they are having personal challenges. Now, uh, uh, again, if you can't do it properly, I honestly believe, don't do it. You know, If it's too stressful for you, work yourself up to do it. Uh, if you need a break, people need breaks. It's even by Lima Torah. Which is the greatest by Torah which is the greatest mitzvah there is. There is bitula. There is a time where you need a person needs to take a break in order to recharge. But uh, but the point is is you have to be uh, be constant. One of those things is a perikanasia. If you have a guest who's coming and traveling now today, our guest traveling guest, it's not like the old days. If you were a tent of Avram Avinu, when somebody left their tent, they went to the desert. If you were a person traveling in the old days, if someone stopped in Prague in the Jewish quarter. There wasn't, you know, kosher food, uh, uh, you know, in the next, you know, gas station. There was no gas station. And if there was, you know, for your horses, they didn't have necessarily kosher food. They had, they had lard or whatever they had, you know, somewhere in, the, in that part of the world. So people gave people, say the lederach, a package to go travel. Today, classic cases, they'd have a flight. In my youth, that eons ago, they served meals on, on flights. Remember those days? Get the kosher meal, that... Double wrapped aluminum foil kosher meal, uh, which usually was soggy from the like, you know, and it was enough. They, they froze it and then they 
put it in the heater. It was, but sometimes it was good. So you had a kosher meal. Today, somebody's tra- taking a flight. They, they come to your house in San Jose. Then they're flying to Chicago or to Houston or to Miami. So they have a long flight. And they're in your house for Shabbos. They're leaving Sunday morning. You should give them something for the flight. Not, not, not you know, the, the, at the airport, they don't actually, and JFK will have actually kept sandwiches. But more, um, most airports, you know, you can buy peanuts, nuts. Kind bars. Kind bars. I'm, 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 that's when I buy my kind bars at the airports. Huh? Get candy. Candy, Moshe. Moshe. It's candy. It's, you know, candy's actually, I, I'm with you on the, for, the, for the caffeine, but it's not going to, if you have an eight hour flight somewhere, if you're flying to Israel, if you're flying, actually, Israel will be okay. If you're flying somewhere for six hours, candy's not going to do it for most. Uh, Lots of jelly beans. Huh? Lots of jelly beans. Lots of jelly beans. Jelly Belly from coming from California. <laughs> so the parak can say give somebody, but really Achlasus Orchim is also the tale of Derek. Kivir Hashem Nashalo Yovel Vayelich Lo Uvazei Varch Hashem Chelo. And you know, again, I just I just want to stress: like the more you're, you're aware of what you're doing, the reward, the better your job you do. If you look at if somebody calls you up for our bar mitzvah this week, I'm just picking the, I'm only picking the bar mitzvah because it's a double bar mitzvah this week, and you think to yourself, oh, you know what? Why are they calling me up? Um, uh, you know, I'm busy, I'm this, and so you feel terchav. So I said, wow, I'm doing chesed orchem, doing chesed for the people of a bar mitzvah. I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming a family that's coming from New York or from Toronto or Detroit, I'm picking this week's bar mitzvah, uh, uh, or from, where, from wherever. It's an amazing thing I'm doing. How amazing. I, 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 I said this story a, a while back. My most amazing chesed orchem, this is like, this for me is the, 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 the high bar of what I've ever experienced as a guest. Of Achnasus Orchim, when I was a bacher, I went with my friends. My friends and I uh, we were seven. I was seventeen. He was. We we're both seventeen. Uh, we we're in Israel, uh, and we went to Bnei Brak. We went to actually a very chash uh, of a house, a prominent house. The wife was a grinderman, which is the Chassanish's family. Very, very prominent. The husband was uh, Talmud Chacham. Actually, no. That's different. They're both, both from, they're both from England. Gates had people that were, li- were living in Bnei Brak. So we got this house, uh, and the host like, oh, Shalom Aleichem, Chashav Yeshiva Bachrim. So happy to have you here. I was like, wow, like you know, we're seventeen years old. It's so what a pleasure. What can I get for you? It's Friday afternoon. We give you some Shabbos food. That's like that's how it started. So we're at the meal, like literally, it was crazy. The guy did not let us pour a drink. Can I pour for you? He cuts the challah, it's not big enough for the guests. It was not normal. And it didn't stop the whole Shabbos. It was like, this guy, what could I get for you the whole time? I was like, I, you would think that I was the king of England. You know, like that's what it was about. Like, like I'm telling you, that was the experience. It's like, you know, oh, this is not good enough for you. Let me let me get this for you. You would imagine we're seventeen year old kids. You know, we're coming for yeshiva shabbaton and bnei brak, whatever it was. So then I remember my friend didn't like a filter fish, so he, like he felt bad saying no because oh, let me give you a filter fish. <laughs> so he's like, you like a filter fish? Like you know, he puts his fish, like when the guy went to get something, give me his fish. <laughs> so I returned the favor because I didn't like something else later on. I said, you take this now. <laughs> So we so didn't want to disappoint the guy. It was like not normal, like you know. In the morning, is there, you need another blanket, you need another towel. 
Now, if the guy was not putting on a show, I, I was there 24 hours, I would have seen this guy was serious. He really believed that having two 17-year-old American kids was the biggest privilege he could have had, like he was hosting nobility. You know, like he was... Halavai, by the way. I mean, honestly, when I think about it, when people host their parents and they come, like that, this guy hosted two stranger 17 kids. You know, they, when their parents come who gave them life in this world, I think to myself, I should have my parents like that. You know, that, 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 that's Haqqanah that's, Sorcha. That's, and you know how, why this guy did that? Because he viewed himself as lucky. He, his Velta Shang was, this is an amazing thing. You know, a person studies Torah, it's the same thing. If you really tell you, I'm saving the world, I'm doing amazing things, I'm, I'm improving my life. If a person studies Torah, davening, it, a lot of it is erech, is, is appreciating the value of what we're doing, being cognizant and a bit aware. Oh, it's an amazing thing. When you read the story about Avram Avinu and how he exerted himself for those three angels, which was, which was uh, exemplified in Zechariah's Orachim, it's because Avram was fully aware of the value of what he did. They appreciated the, the schus, the merit. And again, just on a small level, I hear people with the grandchildren, I think to myself, this person doesn't mind with the grandchildren because they appreciate having grandchildren. The other person, in theory, likes grandchildren, but they care about their couch more than they care about their grandchildren. Or they care about their clean carpet more than they care about the grandchildren. So their priorities are off. You know, they're, 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 they're you know, I, it's not a joke. Last, I, I, my wife told me, I, I went for a walk with my wife last Sunday. No, we don't celebrate Mother's Day in my house. I tell my kids every day is Mother's Day. <laughs> you know, if, if, you're, if you're a guy, you, never have, you don't have Mother's Day the whole year, good to have one day Mother's Day. I'm seriously, I'm not, I mean, or even a Jew. I mean, the point is, if you don't appreciate your mother, it's not a bad thing, but, I, I, but to sit there like one day a year, Mother's Day, like today, today if my mother visits me today, oh, mom, can I serve you? But t- tomorrow... Mom, get the drinks over there. Go get it. Get it. <laughs> like, you know, what does that mean? One day, I get, one day you honor your mother. The rest, the rest. Of the, so, I'm not. Again, I, I get it. It's it, it, there is some value to it, but we don't do it. So fine. But of course, I'm walking on the street with my wife that day because it was a Sunday. I had to talk a few things over with her. Uh, in, the, in my house, you can imagine it's not like I have private space to sit there and talk to my wife. So if I need to talk to, go for a walk around the block. We take the little babies. My two youngest. And my oldest were watching the other kids on Sunday. Uh, and like, we were like rock stars. Everyone knows us. And we're like, and my wife was with me. So happy Mother's Day. My wife's a mother, right? Every, every person would stop. So my, I wish like the first two people happy Mother's Day back. Then my wife said, you have to stop that. Because the first one, the first one told me, oh, wait, I was never a mother. I only had two dogs. She's like 70 years old. I figured she had kids. She only had two dogs. And the second one said, I said, happy Mother's Day. So my mother's not alive and I'm divorced. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I asked that. Everyone's happy Mother's Day. We said, thank you. And we kept walking. <laughs> no more. But the first one, it's a lady I know. I mean, she's very friendly to me. I always, she, has a, she has definitely has some Jewish blood. She's not Jewish. But she has the, the, I can see from her DNA, she has some Jewish blood. Um, so she's a super friendly lady. She has, she has two dogs and her husband's like, I see these people every day. Like, I walk by their house. Uh, you never asked about their kids. I feel their kids live wherever. But now I realize they don't have kids. They have two dogs. I was like, yeah, we didn't really, we didn't have no messes. We don't have to pay college education. Like, I'm thinking to myself, like, you have no idea what it means to be a parent. And that's why you're happy not to pay college education and not to have messes. So you ne- your, your value system was off, which unfortunately in an artistic world today, people's value systems of marriage are off, about having children are off. I'm not talking about people who can't get married or can't have children. I'm talking about people who made a decision not to have children because their value system 
is off. Uh, if you so, if all you look as as college expenses or or, or messes, then 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 it impinges on your life. But if you realize the amazing value of something, that's a game changer, right? That is like you know. Do you really want to have kids? Do you really want to get married? Do you really want to do this? Why? Like when someone says to, uh, you know, uh, send their husband to learn Torah. If you have a good Jewish wife, it takes away an hour, two hours from her time for her husband. You know, where I came from in Lakewood, it was not every person, but most. You know, they pushed their husbands to learn. Why would they send their husbands away? It's not because they want their space. It's, uh, you know, maybe in a couple of cases that's the case. But <laughs> in, in jokes aside, the real reason is they value Torah. They, the reason they'll push their husband to wake up early and take their own kids out on a Sunday as opposed to going on a family trip is because for that lady, there's a value to Limon HaTorah. Torah is chashev. Torah is something that's important. And if you value something, then you do it and you do it better. And the same thing is with hosting guests. When you value hosting guests, when it's chashev to you, then you'll go ahead and do a much better, a better, better job of hosting us. The the Chavetz Chaim in Avas Chesed he talks about this amazing work called Avas Chesed, um, loving, loving kindness. That's really what Avas Chesed means: to love, loving kindness, um, um, love, loving kindness. Um, so that kind of reality. Um, uh, is, 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 comes, the Chavetz Chaim says, for understanding what we're doing. So he talks a lot of the chassid. Actually, points out Hachnasus Orchem is from the greatest chassid. And as the Ramam does as well, because you give up your space and your time and your home to do this. So the more we appreciate it, the better off we'll be. We're going to hold here. Next week, we're going to learn the opposite, which means what it means to be a guest. Because there really is a responsibility of guests as well. Uh, I will tell you, uh, you can, Howard, I'm sure, uh, is, done this, there are hosts who don't like to host certain people, or been burnt out of hosting, um, they, they can use in their appreciation of the mitzvah, uh, because I'll, as we'll discuss next week, I can tell you, I'm going to tell you some, maybe a few crazy stories of hosts like the, the Soloveitchiks, like Reb Chaim, who had crazy guests, but always wanted to host because he, he valued hosting so much, but most of us are not Reb Chaim Soloveitchik, and for, you know, for, number one is we don't want to burn out hosts. Number two is for whether you provide a host or not, you have obligations if you're a guest to be a mensch and to appreciate that the host is hosting you and that you're not in your own home. That will do next week.